0: Attention mature audiences, are you ready to take a wild ride through the boundless world of fanfiction? My name is L, and welcome to Stay Wild and Listen, where we celebrate all things fanfic. As a huge fan of TV shows, video games, movies, books, and my personal favorite, anime, I've always been drawn to the endless possibilities of fanfiction. From epic retellings of classic tales to daring new adventures and beloved universes, Fanfic has a way of bringing our favorite characters to life in unexpected, sometimes spicy ways. Please be advised that some of the material on this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences. On my show, I'll be sharing my personal thoughts and feelings about the material as we explore the diverse and imaginative world of fanfic, discovering new stories that will blow your mind and keep you coming back for more. So get comfortable. Grab your favorite beverage, and stay a while and listen as we dive into the limitless world of fanfiction together. Hello everyone, and welcome to Stay a While and Listen. My name is Al, and um, recently I have been addicted to a video game called God of War Ragnarok, and uh, well, I haven't had enough of it the story god of war actually talked about Faye and kratos Faye being kratos's wife and honestly i don't think i was fed enough so this evening i'll be reading a fanfic called "Faye and kratos by sea salt dynasty summary shameless Faye and kratos fluff and smut my spin-off continuation of heart of exile by the incredible nautilus so if you want to join me there is a the title and there's the author If not, then sit back, relax, and stay a while and listen. I also would like to remind you that since this is a smutfic, this is not appropriate for younger audiences, mature audiences only, and listener discretion is advised. Let's begin. For once, you awaken before he does. The fire in your cabin has long since dwindled to ashes, but Kratos' sleeping body radiates heat beside you where his chest is pressed against your back. Through the barrel chested rumble of his breathing, you recognize a sound of gentle rain pelting the rooftop of your cabin, and wonder whether you ever woke up in Jotunheim feeling this content. You couldn't ask for a better morning. You roll over from the little spoon position you fell asleep in, keen to get a better look at Kratos' sleeping form when you have the chance. In the muted sunlight that manages to gleam in through the rain, you can see the lines that run deeply through his face. The ones that ray out like sunbeams from the corners of his eyes. The ones that form curved grooves above his nose. And the longer ones that frame his forehead. He expected them to be softened in his sleep, but the traces of Kratos' default frown remain embedded in place. If anything, he looks more troubled than ever. You remember the way he once scolded you for flaunting your body, even in his dreams. Invading his dreams, by the sound of it. You're surprised at how much that idea pleases you. Gazing down at Kratos' closed eyes, you wonder if he's seeing your body oiled, or writhing, or kneeled in supplication between his legs. Are you earning his punishment, or his reward? The slow rumble of his breath continues without a hitch, but the pattering rainfall begins to soften. Heavy rain means lighter pain, you think, ruefully, recalling the old, apothecarist rhyme. But the healing herbs that spring up after a long night of showers, some, like dustflower and butterlily, seem to double in growth with enough water from one day to the next. These are the herbs known for relaxing the body, easing pain stirred from within. Their leaves and sap are considered godsends for new mothers in the hours before childbirth. They are innocent enough, herbs incapable of being overdosed. The only side effects you recall are shortness of breath and arousal, of course. Why didn't you think of this sooner, eager as you are to have Kratos lay true claim to your body? There has been no preventing the sting of unease at the thought of being stretched open to the point of pain, or worse yet, to the point of forfeit. Kratos would never forgive himself if intercourse proved to be too much for you. I knew you were not ready, he would say. I tried to warn you, little Fay. It is more than one such as you can bear. But what if you have a little help? Before you are aware of your decision, you are already out of bed and lacing your boots. You know just where to start in a nearby patch of forest that you once saw choked with butter lily. In a flash, you're out the door. It doesn't take long to look at the ground you had in mind. The butter lily is still there and flourishing more than ever, as if it stands in living proof of the old rhyme. You pluck a few of its spiky petals, rubbing their silky oil between your fingers. You don't need much. A small fistful is more than enough for a savory cup of butter lily tea. And you don't plan on keeping a reserve of the stuff on hand. Just for the first time, you think, defensively. Just to help me adjust. But as you turn homeward, a sudden recklessness steals over you. And impatience. You don't want to wait until you get home, then go through the motions of boiling the water, steeping the petals, and blowing the surface of the drink until it's cool enough to sip from. It's just as well to chew the raw petals as you recall, and the ones in your hand have already been washed by the rain. So you pop them in your mouth, not thinking you're caring about anything beyond the mountain of pure brawn waiting to welcome you back into bed. But Kratos is still asleep when you steal through the front door. Thankfully, this means that he doesn't catch you swiping a finger over your front teeth for any remaining traces of butter-lily pollen. No. Your lover hasn't budged an inch since you left him an hour ago. His arms are still outstretched toward your pillow, as if beckoning you and you are all too happy to return to their warm safekeeping. If you're lucky, you can still catch a long nap before the day begins in earnest. Once again, You find yourself admiring his lined face just before you roll back onto your side. It's difficult to envision him any other way. The thought of a young Kratos. It actually gives you pause. Especially a young, swaggering Kratos. From the way he hinted at his sexual history, you know he's had a lion's share of beautiful women. You know he hasn't always been a lone stoic ranger. And while you don't necessarily mind that, in theory... You also don't like to dwell on the mental image of all those women sheathing themselves on his cock. Was a Spartan Kratos as careful with his lovers as he was with you? Did he draw out their sexless pleasure over weeks in order to properly stretch them and mentally prepare them for the task, as he's done with you? Somehow, you don't think so. And then, much more suddenly than you'd bargained for... The relaxing effects of the butter lily kick in. Any residual body aches that you've acquired are gone, vanish as if you never sprained your ankle or fought for your life, or twisted in anguish from rope restraints. Of course, there's no denying that you enjoyed yourself, that you enjoyed every minute of being the sprawling, naked, defenseless target of Kratos' anger and desire. Just your memories of the night are already affecting you. There's the memory of Kratos's amber eyes narrowing as he wolfishly circled your body in the cellar, and the memory of your desperation as you denied yourself orgasm after orgasm just to keep him happy. Beside you, Kratos sleeps on, unaware of the growing wetness between your thighs. He hasn't even touched you, yet your skin is practically buzzing. The butter lily at work, no doubt. You've only taken the herb a handful of times for particularly vicious muscle cramps, and always in the customary tea form. You might have anticipated more potency from the petals, but this is a different level. To your dismay, touching yourself only seems to feed the flames. Mere minutes later, you're nothing more than a quivering mess of limbs, even three, now four of your own fingers buried up to the hilt inside you cannot extinguish them. You shift from one position to the next, stuffing your mouth with the bedclothes to keep quiet, eventually finding yourself sitting up with one arm planted firmly between your legs, yet still no closer to climaxing than before. Fay, You gasp through the fabric bunched in your mouth, your eyes fluttering open to meet Kratos's waking golden ones. He sits up, his gaze steadily falling to fully register the sight of you, sweaty and pantless, grinding like an animal for the delicious friction between your folds and the tight muscle of your forearm. It's obvious what you've been up to. All you can do is flash him a guilty, half-lidded smile and hope for the best. But you barely register the look of pleasant surprise and amusement on Kratos' face before they are smothered by something else. The part of him that owns you. Naughty girl. What does she think she's doing? He wonders aloud snatching your pleasure giving arm away did she think she could chase her pleasure while daddy's sleeping and cannot see for himself how can she be his good little angel when she insists on defying him so kratos you cry out your other hand flies down to take the other's place between your thighs kratos may have only just woken up but you've been at it for what feels like hours And you can't handle another drawn-out cat-and-mouse game. You'll spontaneously combust by the time your master finally permits you to orgasm. But Kratos doesn't know this. He sees only your greediness, your flagrant display of disobedience as if begging him to punish you. And he accordingly seizes your other hand to prevent you pleasing yourself any further. No, 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 you blubber senselessly struggling to break his grasp with all your might. It's no use, of course. It's like trying to free your hands from between two boulders. They belong to Kratos now, for as long as he deigns to keep them. Fay. He asks, a wrinkled confusion in his voice. He hasn't felt the full brunt of your struggle like this before, although it hardly seems to face him more than usual. You must recognize that genuine panic in your flailing, because he releases you at once. Without hesitation, your hands fly back into position. Help me, Kratos, please, please, you moan, tears of frustration pooling in your eyes. I need you to fill me. Nothing else will do. Mercy, Kratos. Much to your relief, the storm cloud of his expression softens rather than darkens. He seems transfixed by the sight of your fingers working so frantically between your legs. Not to mention the dormant choke of a sob in your throat as you moan. In this moment, you are the very definition of a beggar. Surely, he won't be able to resist. But just as his eyes have begun to cloud over with lust once more, he meets your gaze and frowns at what he sees in yours. Faye. Are you well, yes, yes, I'm fine. You insist, do not lie to me, little Fay. You are not yourself, He says, still searching your face quizzically, you blurt it out as quickly as you can, just to get it over with while you were sleeping, I gathered butter lily petals to soften the pain of losing my maidenhood. You dart your eyes away cheeks burning at the admission. I didn't want the pain to undo all of our progress. To risk it. Stopping me. Progress, Kratos repeats with a trace of the old amusement in his voice. I suppose that is one way to look at it. But just as before, the amusement fades. I cannot take you like this Fay. Not when you are. Not in your right mind. All you can do is sputter at him for a moment. I am in my right mind, Kratos. I know what I'm doing. This will help me receive you. Agape menemou. Instinctively, you let loose the Greek words for my beloved, and they reel off your tongue more fluently than either of you expected. Somehow, you don't not to try the daddy card at the moment. No, you'll save that as a last resort. Angel, he groans. Why must you torment this old man? Do you live to sabotage me? Do not deny it. I don't, you croon back at him, and I will never stop. I want all of you, and I will not leave you alone until I have my fill. Say, Agapo, I love you. Kratos groans aloud at your words. And for a moment, it looks as though you've won your little conquest. The way he's eyeing your hands, still working feverishly in the slick between your legs. You know that his resolve is sufficiently wavered. And then, with a heavy sigh, he leaves your bed. No, Kratos, please, no, 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 you cry out in anguish. Enough, he snarls. I will not condone this behavior, girl. You are free to tire yourself out if you wish, or you may draw yourself a cold bath and come to your senses. The decision is yours." And with that, he turns his back to you and busies himself about the cabin. Unbelievably, as you lay here with your legs sprawled open in in crass invitation, Kratos is making breakfast. He seems determined to ignore both you and the formidable bulge you've stirred in the cloth wrapping around his loins. Of course, two can play at that game, you decide to make a show of it, openly moaning, droning, and grasping at your breast. You try anything you can think of that has caught Kratos' breath or stopped him in his tracks before, but now none of it seems to work on him, probably because none of it feels genuine, not when the true object of your desire is standing beyond arm's reach, to coax these noises out of you himself. You know exactly what you're missing, and no amount of kittenish noises or honeyed words is apparently going to break him into providing it. Running out of options, you fling yourself out of bed and march to the cabinet in your dining room. Kratos' eyes follow you with interest as you root around in drawer after drawer. What do you need? he asks, but you pettily decide to ignore him in return. Besides... Even you aren't exactly sure what you're searching for until you find it. The dense, grooved handpipe gifted to you from an expert glassblower in Midgard, one of the men whose lives you save. It was the only way he could afford to express his generosity, he said. It's only now, as you admire the dense, twisting knob of glass, that you truly appreciate the trinket. Still ignoring Kratos' open amusement, you give the pipe a thorough rinse and flounce back to bed. Only then do you proceed to position yourself with your back arched and legs spread apart as far as your body will allow. For behind you, Kratos gives a lusty groan and admonishes you under his breath. But you ignore that, too. It's too easy to collect the generous pool of slick between your thighs, using the smaller end of the glass knob to trace the moisture in slow circles around your entrance. You release muffled, genuine moans into a pillow in the process. So much so that you don't hear Kratos stop whatever he's doing and take a seat behind you. So, you have chosen to tire yourself out. Despite yourself, you crane your neck to see Kratos sprawled in a dining chair behind you, his arms outstretched behind his head as though settling in to enjoy a live performance at the theater. Very well. I will enjoy watching my precious angel writhe in vain, he says smugly. How can he possibly be enjoying himself when you're in this sorry state? His careless words fill you with the same recklessness that led you to chew the butter lily petals instead of preparing them more carefully. Acting on another sudden impulse, you raise your newfound toy to trace the rim of your ass instead. Kratos draws in his surprised breath with a hiss. Faye? He says warningly. Help me, Kratos, you whisper. For a moment it looks as though Kratos is going to throw something. You've never seen him so furious and helpless at the same time. You know I cannot, he says at last, with defeat in his voice. Then I will help myself, you purr in response, and with that you prod this tight new entrance with the slickened tip of the glass knob. FAY! His shout fills a small space of the cabin, but he doesn't make a move to stop you. He seems fascinated now as well as angry. His eyes glued to your hand, and the makeshift toy you use to tease your virgin Kolos. Why are you doing this? Kratos moans. Because you won't. You look him in the eye as you press the knob in, just barely, and you are rewarded with another one of Kratos's low hisses. The sensation isn't a pleasurable one per se, but it fills you with a sense of violation that is only intensified under his possessive stare. Remind me, my love, is this not the Spartan way? You croon back at him. With your slave head shaven, he retorts, but his heart isn't in it. Are you enjoying this whole of yours too, little fay? He demands in the next instant his voice gruffer. Will you come begging for me to stretch this one for you as well? Just enough to catch your cum, daddy, you answer hoarsely. At this, Kratos goes tight lipped and closes his eyes. Slowly, still keeping his eyes closed, he rises from his seat. Yes, you think desperately. Any moment now, he will come to your bed to satisfy this longing at your core if only to slake his own lust, surely. But you've made another miscalculation. Because in the next instant, Kratos is striding across the cabin, away from you, tightening his loin wrappings as he approaches the door. You can't help noticing the way he doggedly avoids looking you in the process. I will return when you have regained control of yourself, he says tightly, before wrenching the door closed behind him. You have no idea how much time has passed since Kratos left. It's been several hours, at least, but beyond that, you'd only be guessing. By now, you've touched and penetrated yourself in every position, every angle, without enjoying any one of them more than the last. you would never been so simultaneously exhausted yet thrumming with energy. And humiliated. You didn't think Kratos could be capable of turning his back on you during such a lewd act of desperation. A small part of you, a part of you that is apparently intoxicated with butterlily pollen, is reproachful. You can't imagine refusing Kratos anything. Yet he listened to your most slatternly begging and still turned you away, cast you aside. And yet, more than once... You imagine the sound of a turning doorknob, and whirl around to greet him in relief, only to be met with a firmly close front door, and no Kratos in sight. What did you expect, Fay? Not this. Your solitude begins to stir up new, poisonous thoughts. How many other women has Kratos refused? Have any of them succeeded in tempting him? Where you failed? Were their bodies more intoxicating, their faces more charming, their voices sweeter? This time, when the front door finally does open, you don't even hear it. You're lying in bed with the bedclothes pulled tight over you and your abject humiliation. The next thing you know, the covers have been wrenched aside. You yelp in surprise instinctively, aiming a kick at the figure looming over you, but Kratos easily catches your ankle before it can land. "Fay," He thunders at the side of you. He sounds more tormented than ever, but now the torment in his voice is tinged with pity. You are well aware of how you must look, naked and trembling with both dry and wet slick coating you from the waist down. A sheen of sweat clings to your body as if you really are in the throes of childbirth. As you look up at him, you feel a drop of sweat pass your temple. Angel, he says, looking stricken. I should never have left you in this condition. I did not know. How potent Butterlily can be, you groan. Neither did I. Even as Kratos runs the back of his hand along your forehead and fetches you drinking water with a cool cloth for your flushed face, those poisonous questions about his past are still drilling away at you. Why does he refuse the woman he claims to love when he did not refuse the many others before me? When he kneels at your bedside from the floor, you can't help noticing the preventative distance this forces between his body and yours. Tell me what you're thinking, Cato says, noticing the growing shadows behind your eyes. You purse your lips. You don't want to hear it. I do wish to hear it, he replies with a loving clutch around your chin. Or I would not have asked, child. Fine, you snap. The sound of pure bitterness coming from you seems to shock Kratos. You want to know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about how easily you abandoned me after I bared myself to you in every way I know. His hand falls quickly from your chin. You are mistaken, Kratos says gruffly. He remains silent for a long moment, evidently searching for words. His amber eyes are steady but pained when they finally meet yours. Fay There is much you do not understand. He says at last, in this condition of yours, I cannot trust myself to take you without causing injury, nor, as you must agree, can I trust a woman whose judgment is clouded by medicine. You may not feel your bones and muscles protesting until it is too late. His expression suddenly darkening, he adds, you cannot understand the torture I have suffered today. The torture you suffered? You cry in outrage. Yes, Fay, I have suffered. Kratos suddenly grips you by the wrist, his eyes flashing the darkest shade of gold. You have forced me to wrestle with every instinct I possess. There is not a man alive who has wrestled with stronger instincts than the ones you inflamed in me on this day. Your breath catches in your throat. Kratos, you murmur, without anything else to say. You're flushing in all the places he can't see. So you see, little Fay, I have already claimed your maidenhood in my thoughts hundreds of times. I have imagined your sweet little Moni spilling over every surface of this cabin, he growls. Kratos, please, you are keen, hardly knowing what for. I'm in agony. You promised you would. And I will, my angel. Kratos seems to be examining your eyes, and you desperately hope that whatever mania possessed them earlier has passed. As the silence lengthens, you find yourself grappling with the same unbidden thoughts as before. All of the women he's given himself to probably without a second thought, and here you are, still a virgin. Your mind is somewhere else, Kratos says accusingly. Do not hold back from me, little Fay. Tell me what you are thinking. You can feel your eyes pulling again. The sight of it seems to alarm Kratos, but you press on before he can interrupt. I want to know, you say, close to tears. While you have given yourself fully to hundreds of women, or thousands of women, gods only know, but I am still unworthy of receiving you. Kratos makes a sound as if you've struck him over the head. Unworthy. He repeats, his voice strained. My angel cannot possibly think such a thing of herself. To think that she is unworthy of this old man. You dry your eyes with the edge of the bedclothes, waiting for him to continue. Fay, he says gruffly, there is nothing in the nine realms I desire more than to have you and keep you safe. But these things, they are not the same. He looks away as if ashamed. Enough of this, you think. Kratos, look at me. You know how long we both have wanted this? How many times have we played pretend, as if impaling me on your fingers as it seems a real thing? At this, he gives a low growl. And how many times, you press on. Have you promised yourself to me, always at some distant point in the future? Each time has been harder than the last, Kratos. But now, I am ready. You smile impishly, hoping to diffuse attention with some of your usual playfulness. Think of it. What better time could there possibly be, you demand, appealing to a sense of logic. For once, there are no grave injuries or children or tyrannical monsters to dance around. Not to mention that my body, you add slyly, is more prepared for you than it's ever been, daddy. Kratos' reaction is immediate. You see his jaw clench at the same time that his mouth curls into a predatory smirk. With these features combined, the expression on his face sends downright shivers down your spine. Quick as a tripwire, you find yourself manhandled into Kratos' lap so that his rock-like stomach is pressed against your back. Grasping you firmly around the throat, Kratos buries his lips in the hair above your ear. Listen to me, little Faye. I will not repeat myself so you will repeat after me. Yes, Daddy, you breathe. He answers to this with the lightest tweak of your nipple, both at once drawing a delicious moan from deep in your throat. You will cry mercy at the slightest sign of discomfort. I will cry mercy at the slightest signs of discomfort. You it back to him, now close the tears with relief. After this long day of denial, it's almost too good to be true. You will obey me without question. I will obey you without question. You repeat petulantly. You will be patient, without chasing your pleasure carelessly. Suddenly you repeat the lines, and finally… You will be a brave girl for daddy. You moan, desperate to show him how very brave you're going to be. I'll be a brave girl for daddy, you whisper. Will you now? Kratos says with a pleased spark in his eye. We shall see. And that is the end of this fanfic. Thank you for staying a while to listen. That was fun. I'm hoping it did the Greek words justice. There were some words that I've never seen before, and hopefully the author likes my take. Thank you again to Sea Salt Dynasty. Again, the title is Fane Kratos, published on AO3. This has been a God of War fanfic, read to you by none other than L. Have a good evening, everyone, and thank you for staying a while to listen.